I'm a hardworking man. I wear a steel hard hat. I can ride rope, a hammer and paint, do things with my hands that most men can't. Can't get ahead no matter how hard I try. I'm getting really good at barely getting by. <laughs> Adrian, thank you so much for opening up the show, man. Thanks for having me. What track was that? Uh, Brooks and Dunn, Hardworking Man. Ah, there we go, man. Uh, and I got to compliment you and thank you for the drive down here. Really appreciate it. Like Carlito said off mic just before we got started, you're a champ, man, for coming down here. Well, you're a hardworking man. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much, man. We're going to have an interesting show today. I know we're going to talk about ICF. Yes, sir. We're going to talk about you being a custom builder. We yep. may even dabble into a little bit of building green. And of course, we'll talk about the construction life. Sounds good. So before we get into all that, let me give up the deets here. Uh, the company is CRC, Contracting Inc., right? Yep. And you've been at it for five years on your own, right, on the, doing this? Under this company, yes. Okay. I had another company, and I was 12 years on that one. Uh, the email is adrian.crccontracting at gmail.com. I thought there's an Instagram handle, yeah. Yep. What's uh, the CRC c.r.c underscore contracting got it perfect before we get on with the show a little shout out to our venture x boys mm -hmm. uh we're doing the show here for the 24 hours we're doing 14 shows recording at venture x oakville uh we're recording the podcast at venture x oakville they're bringing modern design and architectural detail to businesses that are clients face looking to represent their brand in a space that provides all the high-end amenities of the best professional workspaces give them a check out it's venture x oakville on instagram and the website is www.venturexcanada.ca we're at the 407 iroquois shore road unit 8 location thanks guys yeah amazing thanks so much for the office here and on with the show we shall go okay adrian you want to let us know how you got started in the business man my dad's best friend was a carpenter, and he started doing ICF back in the late 90s. And Wow. Yeah. So one of the first here. Yeah, back when Nutura was Blue Max is when he started. And that's when I started. So I was like 14, 15 years old. And uh, summers, I was driving to a job site every day. Why was he tackling ICF at the time? Why did he see the potential behind it back yeah, then? Yeah, that's it brilliant, was actually. Something new, something interesting, and he just believed in the system and what it stood for with the R value, the lack of lumber that you needed, the ease of doing it. No forms being removed? No. it Just, just some bracing. Yeah. And yeah, that's how I got started. Took five years, became a mechanic, hated it, got my ticket, left. Went right back into building houses. Wow. Why'd you hate it? I'm curious. It's such a thankless job. Yeah, sure. You get people that bitch want and complain about the price of their house. But at the end of the day, you got a $5,000 bill to fix your car that you need. You had to have it. But no one wants to pay it at the end of the day. There were so many people that owed us money and it was just not worth it. I was always unhappy in a bad mood and it was at that point i got stuck in the car doing an oil change i wedged my hand between the motor and the frame rail 
Yeah, and I was stuck for three hours like this. Ouch. So it was like, yeah, I'm done. See you later. <laughs> and then got into construction. Yeah, went back into construction. We were building down uh, like Kitchener-Waterloo area. So I was down there for a few years with him. My mentor looked at me one day, said, I'm going out west. Are you coming? I'm like, no, I'm not going out west. So I went back to Newmarket, started my own company, and here I am today. When did you start the ICF? I really got back into it about 10, 12 years ago. Wh which, uh, which system? I started back with Nudura. And now uh, I prefer Anvic over anything, but I'll install Logix, Foxblock, Quadlock. Integraspect? So, yeah. Uh-oh. The problem with Integraspect is it's the nicest. Just one? <laughs> no, I want to hear this. Because that, that's nicest, Carlitos. I know. Brand. But it's only a 12-foot or a 12-inch block. My problem with that is that's more steps that I have to take to get the block to put it in. Every step counts. So when I walk to get a block... Obviously, I'm grabbing more than one, but I'm grabbing my rebar as well and everything else so I can just keep flying. So it's just one more extra step I have to take. So that's the problem. That's the one main problem. Yeah. You basically, it's half the product, I guess. Yeah. Half the product. Then so your system's taller? Yeah. We're running a 16-inch system. So an extra four inches. Yeah. And that makes a difference over... Eight feet, really. It's an yeah. extra row. Yep. So instead of going back to the pile, say, seven times for one wall, I gotta go back an extra time to grab more block. Right? Yeah. As stupid as that sounds, that pile could be 30, 40 feet away. Yeah. So it's 80 feet. How do you like the webbing on all the different systems? I'll like, what's your favorite webbing system out of them all? Ambic. Wow. They're, they're six inch on center. The webs. And with the other companies, they're... All 8-inch. So you're finding that at 6-inch, it's tighter and stronger? Yeah. Anvic has a new block out. It's an R30. So it's 3 and a quarter I inches saw that. thick. Yeah. I mean, you put that wall up, you can pour it 4 feet, frost walls, right? I got a kicker every 8 feet. That's it. Less bracing with the new... Amvic at 30 inches. Yeah. Or at 30, sorry. Yeah. And that's just one side. That's not both sides. No, that's both sides. That's both sides. So you're getting yep. an R30 both sides. Yeah. And then as you get a, above ground level, you can go higher in our value or you stay R30 again. You could go higher in our value. They have inserts that you can put in the block. So you would use like a 10-inch block and then add another 2 inches of foam into the core. And then that brings your R value up again. Does that have to be engineered? They have all the engineering for you. Each of the manufacturers takes care of that? Yeah. So is it true, because I've spoken to some concrete guys, that if you're not doing ICF, you're a dinosaur in the business now? Absolutely. If you still think that concrete is all about forming... And doing it tr the traditional way that we're so used to, you're going to be left behind. Yeah. I believe it. I totally believe it. What system has the biggest, widest stud and the best for uh, electrical boxes? 
They're all basically like a, a one inch to an inch and a half rib in there. So, I mean. You've screwed into all of them. Yeah. They're all pretty much the same. Yeah. They all stack the same. They all screw in the same. Just Integra spec is a little shorter. Yeah. But I heard the Integra spec now has a flat roof. Yes. How do you feel about that? Is that problem number two there, Adrian? For the flat roof? For Integra spec. Integra spec. Well, Integra actually, Integra spec. Anvic <laughs> has a similar system. Oh, does it? They do. Yes. So Anvic has a system, Inseldeck, which was the original once you started, like the flat roof, suspended slabs. Inseldeck's been it for at least 12 years, 15 years. With a flat roof? Yeah. How do you brace the styrofoam from the inside? What you would do is Anvic has a system where it comes in like 12 foot lengths and you run a two by six on its edge. Then you put aluminum I-beams underneath with a jack post and you pour right on top of that. I guess since it's surrounded in styrofoam, how many days before you can actually remove those posts? They you, do you have to wait for a crush test? I'm not sure if you have to wait for a crush test, but I've been told by my engineer, you know, pour it on a Friday, take it out on Monday. Okay, so 72 hours and you're ready yeah. to go. Yeah. Wow. So no no crush test needed with it? No. And what would the uh, the size of the rebar be in the in the flat roof? It all depends on the span. So there's a little valley in there. Usually it's... Uh, 215 on the bottom, 215 on the top with the stirrup every foot. 215 mils? Yeah, but there are some that go up to 25 mil. And that would be a main support wall? Main support wall or just a longer span. A longer span. So what is a long span in ICF? Uh, We're both trying to learn about it right now, for too. A, uh, an insel deck. Or a suspended slab, flat roof, like you're talking like 40 feet, 50 feet. That's when you get into 30 mil rebar. Yeah. Wow. And the webbing's already made there for it. Yeah. But normally nothing 10 mil. The only thing 10 mil is your stirrup. Okay. Wow. What are you doing over the windows? All depends on how much concrete we have above it. Anvix Engineering says if it's less than... 18 inches, all we're required is 215M over top of the window. Anything thicker than that, then we're putting stirrups every web. Is there any tricks for the windows? You're doing plywood, you're doing uh, 2x12s. What are, you, what, are you, what are you doing for the inside window wells and the doors? If I've got an 8-inch core, I'll take a pressure-treated 2x10. I'll rip it down to 8 inches, and I'll tuck it inside the cavity. Will the concrete good up to that, or is yep. that sitting on the styrofoam? Nope, that's in the void itself. And then we put nails or screws in so the concrete holds it. So there's something for the... So now you have a screwing edge for the window. Yeah. Wow. I, I, I'm curious about the dimensions of these blocks. So what size is the typical when you're building a, a two-story structure? We're using generally an eight-inch core on everything. And then how much foam are you putting, uh, how much foam is on there on the outside, inside? Um, depends. If you're going with the Anvic Plus, 
that's the R30. That's three and a quarter on the inside, three and a quarter on the outside. Oh, that's a lot. If you go with the Pro, it's two and a half on the outside, two and a half on the inside. And what's that? R value 24? R value is 22. 22. I thought 24 was minimum R value. It might be 24. I don't. I don't use no, you're that going one R, very often. You're going R point or six point uh, six point five per inch. So you're saying two and a half or two inch? Two and a half. Two and a half, right? Yep. So six point five per inch is what you're getting. So that becomes thirteen, I guess, fourteen, fifteen on one side. Yeah, it's like it's thirty. You're still fine. Yeah. What do you what What's your slump at like for when you're pouring something <laughs> like that? Is it is it like one fifty, like one thirty, one like a hundred. I'm using between a four and a half and a five inch slump. Oh, so that that's pretty structural. Yeah. How much air in that? No air. No air. No air. Why is that? Because it makes honeycombs in it? Yeah, and I find it flows better with no air. Really? Yeah. What are the standards that engineers want? Like, is it like a five eighths crushed stone or is it? Uh, we're using a 10 mil stone. 10 so mil stone. gravel. Pea gravel. Yeah. Just over three eighths. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. why is that? Using a pea stone in there, it just it doesn't consolidate on the rebar as much when you're pouring it in the wall. They were finding that a crushed stone would settle on there and, and make it weaker? Yeah. It, well because of void. prevent voids, right? It yeah. prevent does it concrete from going on. Does the way that down. mean you have to vibrate then? Yep. You still oh, have yeah. to vibrate. We still vibrate. Everybody. And you're still doing layers. Yeah. But, I mean, there's guys out there that don't vibrate that are just absolute idiots. But even if you're using, like, a regular 5 eighths or a 3 quarter stone, even if you vibrate it and it gets hung up, you'll never know. And yeah, you'll never know. That's trouble right. spots are around your doors and your windows. So that's where you do have to make sure you vibrate that's the most. That's where... We're on the verge of over vibrating right there. Over vibrating. Yeah. Getting all that stone to the bottom instead of keeping it yeah. up in there. How many times have you done it, Carlito? I did Integra Spec two times. They weren't full projects. They were just basement levels. Uh, we did a walkout at my house, one of the houses I flipped down down Toronto. And then I was starting to take the course I actually wanted to get into Integra Spec while I had an opportunity back in the day. Kind of went away from a, another partner I had, and that kind of stopped. But I always wanted to get back into it, and this is something I want to do at my place. And right now, I know the guy that created it, and he's out in Arizona. Yep. He's got the number one house out in Arizona, built the, the greenest home in Arizona. Okay. Uh, got, won a huge award for it. Because I know his son, he's my best friend, I can get in through there, but I still have to take the course. Yeah. I have to go spend some time in Ottawa, two weeks in Ottawa. Uh, they do a whole do crash course right now. They're building a couple buildings out of it. Okay. And they said, come down for two weeks, volunteer your time. We'll give you the certificate. And when the uh, GC there feels that you know everything, that's when you can move on and start doing your own places. But in the meantime, I got online, and uh, over the pandemic there, I did call Amvec, and they've reached out to me a dozen times. I was kind of looking over some of their specs. I mean, you've been doing this for 15 years. If you're, if you're saying that you've touched all these systems, because you don't just use one system. No. 
So you're trained for all of them across the board. Yes. And your favorite is Amvic. Yeah. That's really amazing to hear. Why is it that you have to... Are you being asked to use the other systems or is it being specced out? Is that the reason why? Partially both. When I was with New Dura, if you're not in the boys club up north, you don't get any work through them. What? Yep. Wow. Absolutely. If you're not... So what are you saying? Like what? Like if you're not one you of don't, the cool kids or something? If, if you're not that country club type of guy that's out schmoozing with them... And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna name any names. But if you're not uh, with the in guys, you don't get any work through New Dura. Well, you don't get work, or you don't get product. Both. Because I know one of the big problems is, even though I know people at Integra, getting the material here is a whole other ball game. Mm -hmm. Where Amvic has a lot of material in Toronto. Yes, sir. Their main warehouse is just over in Scarborough. Yeah. So do you come down here by rigfuls or how do you how no. do you do it? They drop it off for you? I can either go through Anvic's head office or I have a dealer out in Kitchener Waterloo area. Yeah. So I order through him and he delivers right to my site. How do you go about a homeowner will say, I want to build a home? Yeah. You'll say, let's do ICF. Yeah. At that time You'll speak to Amvic's engineers. I'll get, uh, if they don't have a set of plans already drawn, I'll direct them to my architect. He'll draw up their plans. Is he with Amvic or is he a separate He's architect? He's a separate guy. Okay. And uh, he'll draw up their plans for ICF. Then he'll send it back to them for approval. They say yes or no, change it, whatever. They send it over to me. I send it out to my rep. He quotes out all the material. He sends it back to me. I put my stuff in there and we're done. Wow. Is it the client asking for the ICF or are you recommending the ICF? Both. Okay. So the clients are savvy enough to want ICF. Yeah. They understand ICF. I don't think they understand fully. But the pandemic has educated so many more people. Uh, my business has gone through the roof. Was ICF affected at all? Positively, yes. No, so so no shortages whatsoever. No. See, that's that's what I love to hear is because sure we well, were, were talking about that. I was yeah, saying that yeah. you could create styrofoam here, and the plastic that you need for the webbing is here still. Everything from Ambic and Nudura is coming out of Quebec. Wow. And Logix so is coming out of Coburg. Is the styrofoam environmentally friendly? It's all recycled. You tell me if this is true or not. This is just a rumor at this point. I was told that Integraspect has mouse repellent and termite repellent in it. Yeah. That prevents it from anything nesting in it or penetrating it. You're right. Okay. So does Amvic have that? Yes. Wow. Nadura, so they, all, all across the board. All across the board. So when when I was working for Homesy, yep. I found uh, when we were doing some renovations and there was some styrofoam projects, I found in high termite areas like uh, the Davenport Bathurst area, yep. there's a lot of termites up there in those old homes. And they're all nesting inside of all the styrofoam. So 
I found that termites love styrofoam. I was really attracted to knowing that it had repellent in it so that they can never nest. Yeah. What happens when you're cutting out uh, reveals for wiring and plumbing? At that point, all you do, my electrician uses a electric chainsaw and it has roller blade wheels on it. And he just zips it across, tucks the, lo- the cable in. I go back and spray foam it, shave off the access, and it's done. You know what, Adrian? Can you, because a lot of people are not too familiar with this, a lot of listeners, can you just walk us through from the very beginning, taking it from drawings to actually building the wall to the port? To like mechanical? footings and so on? Yeah. Okay, so we'll start with our footing. Generally, like an 8 by 24 Set it out. My Traditionally first. formed. Yep. That's for two floors or is that for a single dwelling? Two floors. Okay. Build that. My tolerance is within a heavy eighth of an inch. Yep. What? What is a heavy eighth? Three mils? Two mils? That's pretty good, man. That's yeah. damn good. Yeah. Over, like, we'll be over 80 feet. We'll be an eighth of two an inch. Two mils over 80 feet. Yeah. That's brilliant, dude. If you're at a level a quarter inch over 80 feet, you might as well start over. Get out of here. Well, you figure a quarter inch on a four-foot block, you're going to be a mile out of town by the time you get to, to the end. Is the bracing the trick? Yes. If you don't know how to brace and you don't know how to put a strap on where it needs to be, you're going to be totally screwed. I don't want to go too far, but when you do your first row of... Amvic, yep, onto the footing. Do you have to spray foam that on? How does that adhere to that concrete? So my dealer sells me a piece of track. It's like a J track. So think of like uh, your steel stud track for like a two by three wall. It's kind of like that, and I nail it down to the footing, and that deletes having to spray foam it down. Wow, and then when the concrete gets in there, it just seals it up anyways. You yep. never have any leakage or blowouts from that area. Never. So it's a track for either side of the foam of the block? Yes, sir. So that's what holds it in until the concrete sets. And it holds it in a straight line. You know, like back when we used to have to put two by fours down to keep it to one side or the yeah. other. Yeah, not anymore. Use a piece of track and it just holds it there. It allows it to pivot back and forth when you're adjusting your walls. So and it, you're just ram sending it in? I use a concrete nailer. Okay. Like a, kind of like a pass load, but not. And I had a ram set, but on a 400 linear foot footing, you're spending about 300 bucks in ram set nails and shots. Yeah, it's, it's not worth it's it. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, it's brilliant. So, so you're hand nailing them then? No, it looks like uh, like one of those passloads that they use for uh, shooting steel track to the beams. Okay. Yeah, that's all I use. Wow, Dewalt passload. Passload. Sorry, passload. What am I thinking? <laughs> I said it's like been too passload. long. <laughs> yeah, like passload. So who is it again? It's made by Duradrive. Duradrive. So that's something that they make. You yeah. can buy it at IHL. IHL is DuraDrive's brand. Is it really? Yes. Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't even know the, 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 the problem. You realize that this is a construction podcast, right? I know, but I just check it. <laughs> I, don't, I haven't touched any of these tools that he's talking about right now. Construction. 
I've stuck to what I'm good at. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually trying to learn a little bit more about I it. I want to learn about it. So from there, you you start building your walls. Yep. We yeah. put our first two horses down, and then we laser everything. The entire down. perimeter. Yep. And you laser it from there. Yep. What if you're off? What if the footings are slightly off on height? At that point, it's okay because we can shim it up a little bit here and there. And what's what are you shimming with? More metal? I try to use metal shims wherever I can, but if I had to put a piece of wood under it, spray foam it, and then remove the wood, that's what I do. You're just holding up the styrofoam anyways, yep. right? Yeah. Because once you do your first so swipe of concrete, what are you filling? Only like a foot in there? I'll fill two courses at a time. Two courses. So that's, so that's like... 32 inches. Yeah. Almost three feet. Yep. What's the MPA that they're asking for when it comes to ICF? 25. 25. Okay. So you're building the first two courses, you're lasering it, and then you continue building it from that point. Yep. And then you're coming up to protrusions now, door openings, windows, and you're doing it the way that you discussed earlier, where you're taking a two by eight or whatever, something that's going to fit into the block size. Instead of, why, why not come on the outside of it? Well, if we come on the outside, then you have no thermal bridge. Oh, nice. It's true. So yeah. if we set it back in there, we give the half inch either side and up and down so your windows got play. So you can insulate that as well. But Spray foam again. Yeah. But then you're just you're guaranteed to have 100% thermal break. 100% thermal break. So uh, what is the vertical rebar and how far apart? All depends on the engineer. Sometimes it's 10M every 16. Sometimes it's 15 mil rebar every 32. Sometimes Is that already tied into the footing? Uh, it's a white connection. So we have our dowels sticking out of the footing, and then we just drop them. It's pretty straightforward. So I, no, hang on, it's not pretty straightforward. I mean, there's there's still an art and skill to yeah, this. Yeah, of course. Right? So now you get into the second floor. Yep. How are you tackling that now? So for the floor system. So okay, so we've got a two-piece plate from Simpson Strong Tie. One's like a little octagon that goes on your wall over the web and that'll go every two feet on center where the floor joists connect to the wall where it's running parallel to the floor joists it's every four feet and we bolt an lvl onto that and then our floor joists hang off that in a hanger so it's a hanger that's hanging onto your icf wall yep. and then you're saddling an lvl into it yep the 24 on centers for our value reasons right Nope, the 24 on on center is for your um, structural. But we could go 16 or 12 if we need to. Yep. Because oh, we just did we just did another podcast and and we learned that where we're laying tile, we need to structurally secure those floors because the engineers don't always know that those areas are going to be tile. They're all, they're expecting hardwood or vinyl. Yeah. There's a lot of movement in those floors, and at 24 inches, there's a lot of bounce. Oh, yeah. That's something you work out with the architect or the engineer? We have our plates are already designed, and we already have a, uh, a stamp on it from Anvic and Nutra that tells us where to bolt onto the wall. Okay. So when you're talking 
your 16 on center for your floor joists, right? I'm talking 24 on center for my connection to my wall. So my LVL is being bolted or lagged to the concrete wall through these two plates. Then you can change the direction of the 16s on center. That's right. Yeah. All right. So there's going to be a main structural yeah. three-pack, two-pack, whatever it may be. Exactly. And what is that usually? Two or three? Depends on the drawings, right? Yeah. Depending yeah. on the size I guess of the that. width, right? Yeah. Like, well, around the perimeter of the foundation, we only put one rim board around, right? So that's one LVL gets bolted to the wall. If I want to take ICF all the way to my second floor. Yep. Does that change that layout? Nope. Okay. And it's going to carry up to the next one. All right. If I wanted to, for the future, put more rebar in for possible third floor for the future plans, but I'm not doing it, is that something that the engineers allowed me to do in that pour with the rebar? Uh, They could. But the forms might, or the ICF might have to go wider. You might have to go wider, yeah. Yeah. So So that's something you pre-plan on. Yeah. So instead of doing like a six-inch core, you would have to do an eight or ten. Okay. Does that change the R value or just the load? Just the load. Okay. So now getting into the flat roof, how do you connect that to the walls? Your flat roof will sit on the edge of your foam. So when you're sitting on the edge, you've got your void here. Then there's rebar that's protruding coming up that you'll just grab a hickey bar or something and bend it over to tie it in. And then retie it right to the floor. Yep. And on top of your gray beams that we were talking about earlier in your floor, you're also going to have like a 10M mat on top of that. So when you're very top. Yep. Tying in the roof now. Yeah. And the styrofoam is on both sides of that or just the bottom? Just the bottom. So now you have an open exposed top yep. that you would just float out like a pad. Yep. And then at that point, you would either do a knee wall or you would just do a flat roof. Yep. Or whatever you want to do. And yep. y- you would pour both floors at the same time and the roof at the same time, or are you pouring them separately? Oh, pouring them separately. Separately, okay. Yeah. Get the walls firm and Oh, so place. first you're doing the first floor yep. and then start building the second floor, pour that, yep. and then pour for the second the the roof itself exactly i heard an integra spec you could pour right to the second floor in one pour is that true tell me if it's true or not or if you would do it okay no no i would not do that okay no no i'm I'm learning Um, from you no 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 i i've done tall walls i specialize in tall walls i've done 27 feet in one pour wow it is extremely difficult it is extremely stressful and if you don't have a good bunch of guys with you, you're going to jump off the wall. <laughs> I love it. It's true. Oh, it Concrete is, is stressful. It is very stressful. Like the colorful language flying around on the poor days is just insane. <laughs> so what are you doing? You're doing scaffolding around the outside so that you can trowel? No, nope, we'll do all our scaffolding on the inside. Even with a flat roof system? On the flat roof system, then we'll have to figure something out on the outside. So I guess my question is, how are you so sure that the concrete is fully compacted in there? I have guys actually going around and smacking the wall. Okay. Kind of like a tile. Yeah. 
but there's you're a smacking hollow the spot. Foam. You're smacking the foam though, and oh, you can yeah. still hear if there's a void. Oh yeah. You can. Oh yeah. And how do you fix a void if you come across one? If we are pouring and we come across a void, vibrate it. And my guy will just be like, "Hey, you got to vibrate these two webs," and we'll just vibrate it and. It'll fill. What about after the pour when it's cured? What when it's dried? Personally, have never had a void on my pours. Okay. But I did subcontract to a guy that had voids on every pour. So yep. what is that? A cutout? That's pull the a foam patchwork. Out, fill it with non-shrink root, and then put the foam back over top of it. Bit of a pain. A lot of a pain. Yeah. <laughs> But for for the listeners that don't know what ICF does is it it prevents any garbage from f- forming. So you're not stripping or building forms. You're yep. just doing bracing. Your studs are already inside the styrofoam, and your insulation's already there, exterior and interior. And like Manny said last week, the new the new law or new code. Zoning is you have to have a thermal break from the outside or uh, a green envelope yeah, from the outside. Now, I think Correct. they're asking for a minimum of R10 on the exterior, right? To yep. avoid thermal bridging. Yeah. I guess my question also is, so now that you've got the walls all poured, you got the foam there, handling mechanical. So you're getting like the electrician come by and they carve out the foam. They carve out part of the concrete. They run their cabling. You foam it back up again. Yeah. But what happens with... Larger plumbing. runs, mechanical runs, like if you have to run plumbing, your plumbing vent lines and things like that. Same thing? It's all ran on the interior. So now it's on in the warm zone. Yeah. We may have to build a new stud wall or a bulkhead. Yeah. So you're building another wall in front of your foam wall on the interior? No, no. Only where you have plumbing. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, you can also pull it the foam as well. And run your stacks up, a small stack up in your foam as well. Like a vent. Yeah. Okay. Because you're already two and a half inches. Yeah. So a pipe's only two. So you still have a half an inch of spray foam over top. Yeah. Or I've seen them run them through interior walls. So they run the mechanical that way. Yeah. Your second floor is still traditional eye joists. And then, but your ceiling flat roof is concrete though. Only if you decide to. Only, yeah. So how would you run your mechanical, your recessed lights for that? Or how would you handle that at that point? You would probably put in a false ceiling. Okay. A so you floating, drop it down. Yeah. Yeah. That could be pretty cool though. You think about it. You no, have a complete cool. thermal break. It's very cool. Um, well, what I'm interested in now, because you're building the whole house. You're not just doing the ICF. Like you're building this whole house, right? Sometimes, yeah, depending. Okay. So what do you do when you go down into the floor now? Do you put four inches of rigid down? Do you put a uh, neo blanket down? What do you What do? you do? I'm doing uh, two and a half inches of styrofoam. Rigid? Be- yeah, that's what most people want, even though I say more. but. And you bring that right up to the styrofoam, spray yep. it, and that means a thermal break completely. Yep. No plastic over top of the rigid. No. Okay. And then you're just pouring concrete right over top. Yep. Red taping the joints or blue taping at this point. Yeah. Wow. How about if I wanted to add radiant heat to that floor? Not a problem. Go right over top of the rigid. Yep. So I will use, Anvic has a system where it's like pucks. 
Yeah. It comes in a two by two square. What a lot of guys are doing, and it's wrong, is they're going below footing height. So you're... You're, you're under the footing structurally. Yeah. So when you pour, you're still doing your four inches of concrete from your footing up. You're making a cold zone right there on the edge. Yeah. I just, I can't fathom it. Why wouldn't you... Go I always flush go with the flush footing. with my footing. So I'm completely covered. So you wait for it to dry up. Yeah. Then you put the Anvic pucks in. Yep. Run your radiant. Yep. And then Concrete. a self-leveler, a Jillia, or something over top. No, no, no. Before I pour my concrete floor, I will, instead of, they'll leave the spot at the footing. They'll leave their stone low and just go flush with the footing height. Okay. I take it right over to the wall. So you, you make sure that the rock, the rock is flush with the footing. Yeah. Then you do the puck system. Yeah. Then you pour. Yeah. Four inches always. Yeah. At Minimum. least four inches. Yeah. And you find that the radiant heat is perfect at four inches. Yeah. Wow. Adrian, can we talk about cost numbers here? I guess there was two different costs with COVID going on. Because yeah. when we went as far as a, a $12 two by four and a $108 sheet of plywood. Yeah. Uh, but then this concrete and ICF didn't go crazy numbers you know, that way. Traditionally speaking, what is the cost of ICF versus doing traditional framing? Twice? No, you're like four or five percent more over a whole house. No. Yeah. Are you kidding me? No. You're so more why not? Does why don't like more people do it then at that percentage? Because it just hasn't been able to get out there. I remember when he was on the show, and that was back in the early days that you guys were trying to push it, but it never held on. <clears throat> just like a Jilly Screed, it never held on back then, and then it it's it kind got of, bought out. Huh? It got bought out. No, I got butt out, but I, I also heard some sad news recently that Ajili Screed ran out. Lafarge ran out of their material, their core uh, metal material from their supplier. Really? So they're discontinuing the product here in North America. So what are they gone. using, Agilia? Yeah, it's gone, dude. It's dead. So Agilia is what they're using? No, no, it's dead. I just poured some concrete, and the Lafarge supervisor told me they still have it. It's done. Because Mac Constructions was told by them, we have two weeks left of material. You have to find a different supplier. But that's a different thing. So I was just talking about how do we get this messaging out here? Is it because homeowners look at this, it's a styrofoam house, it's yeah, a concrete house? Yeah. But it's, don't they understand the thermal mass benefits of a house like that and how structurally sound it is? Manny, no. termite and mouse repellent. So they don't get that? No. I don't understand that part. They just see at the end of the day when Carlito first started, it was thirty to forty percent more than a traditional house. Oh, and all they saw was a cost influx. They didn't care that oh. in five years that was like twenty. That somewhere. would have paid itself back, and just the the the, the sound value properties. Yeah, the sound properties of a house, an ICF house, is insane. Like, insane, man. I personally would love to have that quietness in my life. <laughs> Too yeah. quiet for you, buddy. You'd be thinking all the time to yourself, oh, am I talking? <laughs> <laughs> um, what would you be doing on the outside? What do you want? You can do anything. As far as I understood, you can do anything. Siding, stone, brick? Stone, stucco, siding, 
vinyl PVC wood. Is that all like hilty shots going into the wall with L tracks? No. 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 So if you're doing a Maybach siding, we'll strap out the wall. Because you had to have your inch air gap in behind there anyway so your siding can breathe. Okay, so, so it still has to it yeah. still has to behave the same way yeah. as any traditional walls. Exactly. If it's uh is there webbing on the outside also? Oh, Plastic yeah. webbing? Yep. So there's webbing on both sides. Yep. So you're gonna catch sixteen inches on center or is it twelve on center? Um the, you're the, still at six inches on center for your webs. No, but I mean on the outside plastic uh, studding. Yep. So on the inside, it's every six inches? Yeah. You have wow. a web every six inches. So you can make a choice in the inside to put your drywall on anything you want. Yep. Wow. And the outside the same. Yep. So that's why the strappy can sit to it. Yep. What kind of strapping do you typically do? Do you, you do the uh, corrugated breathable black? Uh, strapping or do you do traditional just wood traditional wood yeah and you can upgrade that any anytime you want yep very exciting any downfall any negative with icf not in my eyes no especially with costs now right so you're four or five percent that was pre-covid what we were was four to five percent more. so that means you're cheaper so when COVID hit and the lumber shortage and oh my god, thirteen dollars for a fucking two by four, I was six percent less over the cost of a whole house based on forty five hundred square feet. So that's why you're seeing such huge business now. Yeah. Like what are you booked into right now? I'm booked in till next October. Somewhere around there. I love it. I've I've lost count. I just Okay, how do I come work for you? <laughs> Good for you, man. Can I get yeah. certified through you? No, I can put you in contact with somebody who. Does I would the love testing. to. I really what's need to get certification? certified. What's the certification? What's it involved here? Like a weekend or is it a day or a day? A day? A day. And then you've got to go work with somebody for a week or so, just shadow them, learn it. I can work with you for then a yeah. week. Oh, yeah. So I could take a week off and yep. come and work with you, hang yeah, out. Sure. Anytime. Wow, I'm in, dude. We're going to be hanging out for a week. (laughs) (laughs) I'm down. I ask a lot of questions. That's fine. There's no stupid questions. That's wicked. Now, if you wanted a pitch roof, you got to go traditional. So you're just doing a rim plate or ledger or whatever. Well, I can build the gables, your gable ends at ICF. Yeah. But otherwise, like, yeah, we're traditional with trusses. So you just overhang them on the opposite side. They have soffits. And then you put in your ridge, like, rafters or whatever you want to do. Ridge beam, whatever you're going to plan to do. However, you've worked that out with the engineer. Yep. So is it just pre, like, during COVID now, you had a lot of clients that were going to build a house and they were going to go traditional. They saw the lumber prices. They started doing their own Google searches and, and... and inquiries trying to figure out how else can I build my house to save the money from a $75,000 lumber package that's gone up to $150,000 now for a lumber package plus the labor to actually frame everything. Yeah. And that's how they started climbing all over the ICF train. Yeah. And actually when COVID first hit, I had a $4 million bill I was supposed to do in Markham. Well, that got put on hold indefinitely so i was left scrambling i had nothing 
Because that was two years for the work booked right there. A factory? Nope. No, no, uh, custom. custom. Custom house. house in Markham. Four yeah. million dollars. Uh, 22,000 square feet of wall. Wow. Yeah, it was huge. And I was on scrambling. I many, had nothing. How many guys you got working for you? Four. It's Eight. a five-man crew. Yep. And how long does it take you guys to actually form up a house? If it's a 2,500-square-foot foundation, we're in and out in 10 days. Pouring everything done. Poured, stripped, gone. Are you also framing the subfloors as well? For No. No. Nope. Yeah, but you got about $25,000 in bracing. That bracing's not cheap. I don't have any bracing. I rent it. You rent it from Amvic? Oh. I rent it from my my rep. So Your, Wow. Yeah. So, so you don't even have to have your smart. own braces. No. My buddy just went out and bought a whole bunch. Yeah. They're expensive. They're $390 per set. Yeah, he bought a second-hand set. Yeah. A whole rig full. Yeah. He paid almost 25 Yeah. Lundy. Oh, really? Yeah. Our, uh, our yeah, Red yeah, Seal yeah. Carpenter. Yeah, He's out in BC. The teacher. Yeah, I convinced him to go ICF on his house. He took the course out in Ottawa, and uh, now he's doing Integrospect. He went out, came back out here, bought a rig full, took it back uh, to BC. Yeah. Why are you giving, like, Integrospect so much love? That's my friend's father. That's why. But I also want to keep it in the family, but I'm asking you professional opinions. And sometimes friendship and loyalty, you have to be smart with business because business is business. Yes. So. I, I won't lie. If I can't get ICS through one manufacturer, I will go to another one and another one and another one until someone says, you know what? We'll get your product right there. And that is why I ended it's up. It's just going more work for you. Yeah. That's all. Same systems, just more work. Yep. A little I, bit different I bracing. Mean, not even more work. I can lay Anvic and Logix, Foxbox and Nudura at the same speed. I can lay them all at, you know, like we'll say twelve hundred square feet a day with me and my guys. We can lay that no problem. Rebar, everything, tied. Everything. Now, does the rebar have to be tied? No. It just can sit in there. Yeah. So that hasn't changed. Well, no, the webbing's designed to hold the rebar. Click in. Well, hold on. With everybody else's uh, web system, only one rebar can go per slot. If you have, if you overlap your rebar, then you have to tie it. But with the Anvic, Anvic system is... They've engineered it so it's deeper. So I will hold two 15M bars on top of each other without having to tie it. Right against each other? Yes. And what's the overlap? Is there like a... Two feet. Two feet is the overlap. Yep. So what is that, 1,200? No, sorry. That's... Yeah, 12,000? What is that, 12, in millimeters? What is that? I have no yeah, idea. If it's in millimeters, I give it back to him. All right, so, th so two have, feet. Do you have an iPhone? Uh, I'm tired, okay? Ask I'm Siri. tired. I'm tired. Uh, I'm tired. <laughs> tired. <laughs> let's, let's take a, a second to go to, to our list here. Uh, construction Jim bone. Bone to pick, Adrian. Do you have a construction bone to pick? Yeah, you know, all the old timers... 
in the farming industry that have been giving me a hard fucking time all the, <laughs> all my life saying I don't do any fucking work. And the fucking people that don't want to work anymore, <laughs> they can all fuck off. <laughs> That's a great bone. Uh, <laughs> I second that. <laughs> that is it's wicked. true because when I first heard about it, when he told me about it, and I had started researching, I was like, "If you don't embrace this, you're going to be a dinosaur." Yep. I don't give a shit who you think you are, man. Absolutely. This is where it's going, and then I think the pandemic shot it through the roof, man. Absolutely. And you know what's funny too? The new rebar. I'm using green carbon rebar. The carbon fiber, right? No, fiberglass. Oh, sorry, fiberglass. Yeah. I haven't touched steel rebar in seven months. And I will never touch it again unless I have to. Why? Have you ever carried 10 pieces of 15M at 20 feet long? No, only with a backhoe. Yeah, I do it every day. So, it's so I carry it all the time. I'm so doing a lot lighter, of concrete man. and rebar right now. Yeah. So you know but how I'm not carrying ten pieces. That's for sure. I am in one hand, like this. So much lighter, DGR. I haven't used it yet. I'm still cycling through uh, rebar right now. Oh, metal, dude. You need to get fiberglass rebar. Just wear gloves. That's all I will say. So you're cutting everything with a miter saw. You're cutting everything with a hot knife. No, no, quick cut still or no, 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 no. The styrofoam, like just. Oh, I thought you meant the the rebar. No, the rebar is pretty straightforward, but like with, with the styrofoam, is it a hot knife? Is it a saw? What is it? Hand sauce. Yeah, it's like, more control. Is that what it is? Yep, yeah, it's more control. I get a cleaner cut, and I can decide how much tolerance I want to give it. Plus, I always cut my block on an angle, so if I'm cutting and using this part of the block. I will make my cut this way. So it kind of, it tapers in just so. It's something I was taught so that if you cut it like this, you're always going to wave in or out. So if you cut it on an angle purposely, the blocks will always fit together perfect. That's a great lesson. Is that, that was that your mentor or? Yep. Your father taught you that? No, my father's best friend. And he figured that out on his own. Nobody, I guess nobody really does that. You just gave away a family secret. <laughs> yeah. 5,000 people by tomorrow will know that. <laughs> wow. He started, he didn't know it, but he started grooming me when I was young. And we just figured it out like five years ago because he came back to work with me on one big job I did in Mount Albert. And he's like, okay, well, we'll do it like this. And I'm like, whoa, easy there, Grandpa. We haven't done it like that in 12 years. <laughs> Get with the times. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Your rep, who does he work for then? My rep buys all his supplies from Anvic. So my rep is an independent guy. So he's just a salesman. Yeah. And how did you hook up with him? So funny enough. He was my mentor's new Dura dealer. And then when I got into it, he was my new Dura dealer. And they had their issues. And then Anvic was like, hey, you're not selling new Dura, so you want to sell Anvic? And he was like, yeah, okay. How does uh, conservation 
a deal with you? Do they like the styrofoam or are they worried about it? Nope, they love us because every time they come by our sites, and we're working up north, so conservation's always on our ass. But our sites are always spotless. There's no foam flying around or anything like that. Because uh, my property, because like the next build I do is ICF. Yep. I'm going to be tearing down my house. Uh, my wife's made it <coughs> official. I tried to salvage it. She would not let me. So Smart I've decided if we're going to knock it down, I'm going to ICF. And I was just telling them, I'm just getting ready to get this going. I have problems with conservation right now. I cut some trees down. And I pulled some roots, so I'm just dealing with that right now. And once that, once that's over and done with, I'll be going to the new survey because I have to resurvey my the guy yep. that did my survey died, oh. and they're not honoring it. Okay. So I have to buy a new survey, which will hold the house on the property at where it is. Okay. Close to the water, so I'm 100 feet away from the water. I got a nice shoreline. Perfect. Yeah. So I don't want to. I don't want the setback. Because yep. if I go to set back, I'm going to get closer to the road, and yep. then I'm going to lose that beautiful view. Yeah. What do I have to know about an engineer? Because it's not just any engineer or architect that can do this. It has to be someone that's been trained or licensed for it, right? No. Any engineer, any architect can do it. Just... They have to understand the system. Yeah. Be very aware on your measurements. Try to stay on even numbers. Because if you start doing your 43 feet, 3 inches, and 7 eighths of an inch, <laughs> you're going to have fucking stack joints everywhere. And me, I'm a dick. I know I can move that house quarter inch. So I will make it to my closest quarter inch so I don't have an insane amount of cutting to do. That's the corners. No, that's just the blocks in the middle, right? Okay. Because you you set your one corner here, your other corner here, you come and then in. you build into the middle. So your stack is always in the middle where you have the least amount of pressure. Okay, yeah, because the corners carry the most. Yeah. Yeah, because they want to kick out. Yeah. That's fantastic. So what's your what's your favorite finishes on the outside of these ICFs? I like PVC siding. Really? Yeah. Longboard, you mean? Yeah. And why is that? It's environmentally friendly. And there's no maintenance to it. The warranty on it is how long? Uh, 25? Stuff I was getting, yeah, it was 25. Yeah, but because of COVID, which COVID can fuck off at any time, they're not, <laughs> they're not making the select siding anymore at from Royal Building Products because of some fucking PVC sh shortage. Go fucking figure. There's a, another company, another friend I have out here in Hamilton, Niagara Falls area. Yeah. Uh, his name, he's got a company called Foamcore. I like supporting him because, you know, I, I known him since he started the business, watched him grow. We and, did a uh, podcast with we him. We did a podcast with him also. Uh, he was on the show with us. Matt. Yeah, he donated a lot of stuff. Let me do my first coffered ceilings with styrofoam and crown moldings and so on. He's nice. got a lot of exterior cool stuff, like okay. fake wood. Look, It looks like siding, really beautiful stuff. Okay. You'd think it's real wood. You've probably seen a dozen of these things. How does styrofoam stick to that styrofoam? No problem? No problem. Everything just adheres to it. Yeah, you could even, like, ad adhering styrofoam to styrofoam, you could use fucking spray foam. 
or thin set, whatever you want, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, what's the UV damage on the outside? How long can you keep it exposed? Uh, you want to get it covered up as quickly as possible. Like a week, I w- two I weeks. Give it more than a month. Really? Yeah. It starts I, to change the. I've seen some houses that have been uncovered for fucking years, still uncovered. And I mean, you walk up and you touch the phone, and it's like your hands go right through it. It's UV. Yeah. That density foam yeah. is very sensitive to UV. Yeah. So, so it's the same way that if you're using spray foam and you yeah. use it inside your house, and like we were talking with TT Mac and Todd, and sun is pouring through the window, it starts to deteriorate the spray foam in your cavity. So the first thing you want to do is cover it up with drywall because you want to avoid that. It just becomes flaky. Yeah. You kind of want to know what you're going to clad it with. So if I've got the outside and I'm going to say I'm going to stucco it, I should put a scratch coat on it to cover up all the styrofoam. And at that point, I can let it sit. Yep. Just trying to get the styrofoam out of the UV. Yeah. Like I said, I got a I got a nice three acre property, yep. and it's on a I got a hill going down to my waterfront. I want to do a little wrap around from the back, and I want to do a drive-in garage. Okay. So what do I have to know about building that garage? Is there anything out of the ordinary? No. If I wanted to put, say, a workout gym underneath on the basement level. Okay. And now I wanted I, to do the top with a, with the uh, flat roof. Yeah, you want to do a suspended slot. That's where that differs because now you had to figure out your finish height that is going to be where your garage floor is going to be. So top of garage floor, and you got to be down like nine and a half or ten inches down from that. So that's going to be where you're going to make your cut on your inside. And you're going to leave your outside long. And so then that way, when you pour your floor and you've got something to connect your next blocks to. So you've done this before. Yeah. Once or twice. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't mean the, I, I just mean like drive-ins with the car and stuff yeah. like that. I did three suspended slabs last season alone. So what else do you do in, in, in your business? Because that was fantastic. It's a, 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 more than I expected. We do flat work, so floors, walkways, exposed aggregate, stamped concrete. All exterior. Yep, siding, soft fascia. We can do interior, flooring, drywall. So the five-man crew, you guys are handling all that on top of the ICF construction that I can only assume is we just t- as crazy busy. We try not to do anything else, but I mean, if I if I'm slow... I, I still have bills to pay. Yeah. So I'll pull it at the break and go bend aluminum for a couple of weeks or, you know, whatever I got to do to pay my bills. Yeah. Well, to pay our bills right now, we're going to do history with Manny. Gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Who invented the LED? Ooh. And when? It was definitely uh, Tesla. No. Einstein. (laughs) Somebody over in Europe, probably in the early 90s. Um, 1961. Robert Bayard 
and Gary Pittman invented an infrared LED while they were working for Texas Instruments. However, this light did not have any practical use because it was invisible to human beings. This was an accidental invention because Barrett and Pittman were actually working on a laser diode. Experimenting with the use of the semiconductor that had started during the 1950s, uh, and that led to the practical use in 1962. So technically speaking, it was Nick Hollenyak Jr. He invented the very first LED that could be produced with visible red light. Hmm. And he's considered the father of light-emitting diode. Interesting. Yes. And that, was that was history with Manny. It's like a monkey. Yeah. <laughs> You sure are, Manny. <laughs> Adrian, so this has been very, very fascinating. We're not done yet. We have plenty to still chat about, but oh. we're just going to give out. CRC Contracting Inc. is the company, and it's adrian.crccontracting at gmail.com. And then the Instagram is, uh, sorry, what is it? CRC? C.r.c underscore contracting. That's it. And where do you like to do your work mostly? North. You don't like the core? You don't like the city? No. I drove down here every day in the summer, and I've had enough. (laughs) Traffic. Well, we thank you for coming down to the show here. This has been No, but what what areas do you like to get your work? I like anywhere north of Barrie. North of Barrie, yeah. So Muskoka's. Barrie's getting very busy, too. No kidding. Like crazy busy, man. Yeah, it's another Toronto, basically, up there. So how long have we not been but been friends? Three years now? Five. Five. Yeah. Not been Holy. but been friends? Well, we've met before. It oh, just okay. been so long. Right. Yeah. Five years, eh? Well, see, yeah. Carlito's getting so old that he doesn't remember anymore. It's yeah. getting... We're gonna, so I'm going to be doing a podcast where I'm going to have to wipe his lip or something. <laughs> I think he needs you right now. He's got something up there. <laughs> That's because he's falling you, asleep. You like the new mustache of Burt Reynolds? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> I did it for Movember. No. <laughs> you don't like this thing? Someone called me a porno star today. Oh, my goodness. Okay. He yeah, took it as a compliment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the look I was looking for, Burt. <laughs> um, Adrian, I gotta ask you, where do you think ICF's gonna go from here? Up. Just keep on getting oh, higher. Yeah, it's just gonna explode. Is it doable? Like is it possible now to how many floors can we get to? Well, I mean, I've gone eighteen stories. What? Yeah. With ICF? Yeah. That's a long vibrator. Well, not all. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's been <laughs> a one shot, buddy. <laughs> Really? Yeah. I was just thinking it kind of makes sense for high rise where the thermal break, like just the, the the efficiency of that building. Yeah. One of the first ones in Ontario was student residence down in uh, Kitchener Waterloo. I mean, I wasn't even old enough to go to college or university at the time, and I was helping them with it. Wow. 18 yeah. stories. Yeah. That one, the first one we did was 10. We did a couple that were 10. I've been part of a uh, five-story retirement home in Aurelia. I've done an 18-story down in London. 
ICF takes you everywhere. There's no oh yeah, I get around. one particular area. No. Let me ask you, Adrian. What if you get a blowout? Oh, you shut down the pump, hop off the wall, and run like hell. So you can all collapse. Well, no, you just try and get it plugged up as quick as you can, and so you don't lose the whole wall. Okay. Have you seen that happen? I have seen that happen, and unfortunately, a job I was on, that happened because nobody listened to what I told them to do. They didn't brace it properly, and everybody said, oh, yeah, it's fine, it's fine. And while I'm pouring, I like to have guys all around me. So I've got guys on the outside of the wall, the inside of the wall, just everywhere. And guys wearing tool belts with screw guns carrying around boards. So if something ever does happen, somebody can get to it right away. This guy who I was helping him do his house. And it was his first time, but, you know, he has so much experience. Because he did the fucking course and watched two fucking YouTube videos. The whole wall of the garage, 40 feet across and five feet into an opening. And at that opening, right beside where the corner was, just let go. 12 meters of concrete. 12 meters? 12 meters Two of trucks. I fucking lost my shit. Two fucking trucks. Well, a truck and a bit. Yeah, it could be nine, maybe in one. Yeah. It's, yeah. More, it's more usually, dramatic that usually way. Usually they don't, but... <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, and he looked at me and he goes, oh, well, what do I do? I go, well, grab a trowel and start finishing it. He's like, what do you mean? I go, that's your fucking floor. Don't fucking listen to what I say. You want to rush shit? Deal with it. That's all because of bracing. Strapping. Strapping. Yeah. So what's the difference between bracing and strapping? Bracing is what we do to put up our, our scaffolds we can walk. Strapping is the boards that you put on to hold something so it won't blow out. Are those vertical or horizontal? Both. Both. Yeah. Two by four or aluminum? Two by four, two by ten, two by twelve, one by twelve, one by fourteen, sheets of three quarter plywood. Just screwed in or nailed? Screwed. You can't nail the plastic. So oh, is that a fact? Yeah. So, I tried. So if you tried to take drywall and nail it on, you could never do it? No. Very interesting. So no more hack work. That's right. I like hearing that. No more nails. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out what else I'd like to know about ICF because I find it fascinating. I haven't tackled it yet. It's it's not that I would just sorry, I'd sub it out to you. I would go here, you tackle it, and I'd just watch. What you're saying is that the YouTube videos are not good? They wouldn't educate me or certify well, the me. YouTube videos are fine, but you have to be open to listen to what somebody with experience, more experience than watching two YouTube videos has to say. And I've come across this a lot of times. I uh, helped a company up in Barrie. It had to be 12 years ago now. They were doing their first apartment building out of uh, ICF. A couple of Italian brothers. And I like and, that Italian. <laughs> me, and, me and the one brother got along good. Me and the other brother, it was just like, yeah, we didn't we didn't mix. We got into it one day. He's like, I've got experience, and I go, okay. I go, how many years? You know, and I'm not trying to be an asshole. And he's like, well, I got thirty years of framing. I'm like, 
Okay, that's awesome. We're not framing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed, but we're dealing with fucking styrofoam and concrete. <laughs> and he's like, well, I took the course. I'm like, so did I. What's your point? <laughs> well, I watched seven YouTube videos. I, I turn around and I go, I got 13 years experience. You can take your YouTube videos and shove them up your ass. You can pay attention or I'm fucking leaving. Are you a popular guy on the site? <laughs> Usually, yeah. Either way, good or bad. I, just, I was young when I got into it, and no one took me seriously. So it, I kind of developed this asshole complex. And I'm okay with it because I get shit done, and I show you I know what I'm talking about. The proof is in the pudding. Yeah. Yes, it is. How about skylights in flat roofs of uh, the ICF? Have you ever done that? No. Could it be done? Sure. If you got enough money, anything can be done. Yeah. I was talking to a company that we, uh, Artistic Skylights, they're going to sell me a 10 by 10 skylight. And I want to put that over my closet. Because I want to walk into my closet and I want to look at the sky when I'm getting changed. So that's one of my one of my one of my personal little dream wishes. Fetishes. So you want to be naked, standing there like this? Yeah. Yeah. To the sky. Because <laughs> he's a peacock. I hope nobody flies a drone over your house. Well, the the military bases around the Trenton military base is right across the street. My buddy actually is in the uh, Air Force. And uh, I'll show you guys pictures. He flies over my place all the time and always says, I'm over your place right now. <laughs> Just because he's in a helicopter doesn't mean you have to helicopter back. <laughs> <laughs> he actually does search and rescue, but this is uh, parachuting. Okay. No, that's just one of my wish lists. Uh, I want to have a really beautiful skylight. So I just wanted to know, is there something I need to know if I'm going to be doing a skylight that big? You treat like a window, no? You, you frame it to. out and just you drop it in place to. at that point. Would I, it be I have to have a knee wall on the top? I probably would. I would do a curb. Go. Yeah. Definitely curb skylight for sure. Yeah, I'll be talking to both you and them when I get to that point. I've never done one like that. Like I've only I've never done a flat roof out of concrete. I've only done suspended slabs for garages. Same thing though. Exactly. But I mean if you, like I said before, if you got enough money, you can do anything. The whole lot of money thing isn't what I was thinking. <laughs> I mean, when I was starting out, we built a house in Kitchener, and the guy had a 40 by 40 aquarium built in the basement at ICF. 40 yeah. foot by 40 foot? Yeah, by 10 foot deep. That's a pool. It's not an aquarium. No, this was a fucking aquarium. <laughs> It had a glass wall. Still a pool. What did he have? Sharks? A whale? I don't know. Mermaids. I didn't get to see Mermaids. the finished product, what he put in, but all I know is that's what we had to build. Wow. And it was an afterthought after we got the first floor on. So how waterproof is ICF? Extremely. When it's connected with the concrete, yeah. no water coming through at all? None that I've ever had. So when you're putting the blocks together, you don't have to spray foam them or glue no. them, PL300 them. No. You're just putting them on top. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. They're not going to move. No. And when they get filled, there's no movement. No. 
I've heard of guys where they've had leaks, but I mean, I've done everything from damp proofing to spray on. So, I mean, I take precautions so that we're guaranteed never to have a leak. In your experience, what creates those leaks? Poor backfilling. Like Poor backfilling. backfilling with dirty material. Because if you were to use peel and Contaminated stick, material. Yeah. Okay. If you were to use peel and stick and we're backfilling with something with a lot of rock and boulders, big shit, and that hits it, you're, you got a leak. You're guaranteed. So what about the big chunks coming out of uh, the concrete truck sometimes? You know, sometimes we're, uh, we're shoveling out the concrete and these big balls of chunks fly out. And a lot of times you can't catch them in time. Well, usually they get stopped by the concrete pump. Yeah, it's true. Right? Like, All uh, right, because you're pumping it through a, yeah. a two-inch hose, a three-inch hose. No, what no, is no. it? Three-inch. Yeah. Three-inch. You all the time <clears throat> will use five-inch, but if I'm using a five-inch hose on an eight-inch wall, believe me, you're going to hear about it. I'm not going to be happy with that. That's heavy as hell. It's heavy as hell. It's hard to manipulate, and it just comes out at 100 mile an hour. Just spits. Yeah. And generally, those guys that won't put the three-inch on are running the truck 100 miles an hour, so they're just waiting for something to happen. So you don't use a pump truck at all? Yeah, all the time. No, no, no I mean like a crane pump. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought you meant... So my buddy has these hoppers he pulls around behind his pickup truck. Yeah, a He's got a two-inch line. The truck dumps it into his hopper. That's, that's a pump truck. No, but I'm talking about the big crane mm. one. Yeah, that's what you're using. Yeah, we're using a pump truck, like a like a pump crate. Thir- yeah, thirty okay, meter yeah. from. What I'm meter. saying is, my buddy has a smaller one. That's yeah, like it's Paul, a line that's like pump. My, yeah, it's that's yeah, that's that's like Mac, Max Construction. Same thing. And it's I, trailer pull. Yeah, I've used a line pump quite often. They're good. They have their place, but they're a pain in the ass. Yeah, a lot of clog ups, eh? In the no, line. No, they're fucking heavy. You get two hundred feet of line going out, and you've got. What the meter of concrete weigh like five thousand six hundred uh, pounds? Yeah. And you gotta have ten guys to move that while you're doing a footing or filling a wall because you're on an island and yeah, it's just nuts. Adrian, yeah. Grade and your twelve inches for building code to your first starter course of brick or stone or siding. Yep. How are you protecting that foam? I parge it. You parge it. Yep. So you, you end up stuccoing that section there. Yeah. Underneath. How, how yep. far do you go into the soil, into the earth? I'll go six inches usually. Six inches, yep. eh? Yeah. Okay. I was yep. curious about that. Yeah. And then the rest of the styrofoam? Uh, well, it's buried by, by soil. Yeah. So as long as UV doesn't touch it, then you're fine. So you've yep. never done anything else to it? No. Well, I waterproof as well. You'll waterproof the bottom? Yeah. So before you backfill, you're waterproofing so it. So before I, yeah, before I backfill or whoever backfills, if it's in my end of the contract, I'll have advanced coatings come in and spray the rubber wall on. Also rubber rubber wall and dimple board, that's it? Yeah. No. And then you parge that top section yep. of it. No yellow jacket system or anything like that. No. Not necessary. No. no. And I will not do peel and stick because I just fucking hate it you mean blue skin blue skin. it doesn't adhere to the foam it does but i mean it's a mess 
I'm fucking slow at it because I don't do it. So I'm not making any money at doing it. Plus, I got, I'm short. So I got to be up and down the fucking three-step all day. Guys cutting it. It's like, fuck. Just so you just spray it on. Here. Yeah, I'll call An advanced coatings and they'll spray it on, take care of it. I don't have to worry about it. And their work is guaranteed. So it's one less thing in my contract to worry just, about. Just straight tar. No, it's rubber wall. It's like oh. green snot. Yeah, like seriously. Have you never seen advanced coating? I no. have. I don't remember seeing oh, it. Oh, dude, it's like, it, like seriously, it's got the consistency of snot. Like Ghostbusters. It, yeah, but it never dries. <laughs> I've got it on scat planks I've had for 10 years, and it's still, you just poke it every now and then to see what it's like, and it's still like sticky. Wow, how is that good when you put dirt up against it? Oh, you're going to put dimple board over you top. you got dimple board, and then their dimple board has a geotextile material on top. So it's like, fuck, perfect. I've learned a lot from you already. Huge amount. Makes me want to build when, a nice... When yeah. do I start working? Uh, submit your resume. <laughs> <laughs> no, come by. Yeah, um, will you hook me up? Now, I'll tell you, I, I took the course about 15 years ago with Amvec. Okay. It was a weekend course. I went in on a Saturday a Saturday morning, and uh, we all sat in on a class. But that was so long ago. The systems changed so much. And I don't even remember that far back. Is this back in TV days? No, but way before that. Way before yeah. that. Yeah. Radio days? <laughs> no, more like starving days. <laughs> Back when he was trying to be a porn star with that mustache. Oh, yeah, man, Thank possibly. You. Thank you very much. I think it's time for some Green Book talk oh, by Green Carlito. Book. Wow. So let's, because uh, I didn't have a chance to do anything here. Uh, uh, what do you mean you didn't have a chance to do anything? You don't have one? You're no. not prepared? Yeah, I'm always prepared. <laughs> so what can we find for him? I don't know. You're in charge of Green Book. You know what? I'm going to do something you're not ready for. What is the fine for a constructor failing to ensure cleanup of or toilet facilities available? 500 bucks. Manny? 250. 550. Very <laughs> close. Very close. <laughs> Man, I was going to say 550. That was pretty good. I was gonna Have say you been fined before? 50. No. no, because I refuse to go. I, and I know there's a lot of guys out there that push it to like a month to clean their porta potties. A month? Yeah. No, a, it's every single week. That's just nasty. I was working for in the summer would not clean it unless it was at a month. One time, middle of summer, I mean, it was hot as fuck out. Uh, I walk on the site at seven o'clock in the morning. It's like, what the fuck is that smell? And I'm like, well, maybe it's me already. So I'm like, <laughs> No, nope, not me. I walk up to my guys. I'm like, who the fuck stinks? My lead hand goes, dude, it's that shitter. And wow. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah. That's I, bad. We picked it up and moved it down the street. It was that bad? Oh, yeah, it was that bad. Like, I'm not lying. They would come pump it out once a month, and you would have to leave site. It was that <sighs> fucking gross. And I looked at him, I'm like, dude, if you're not going to clean this every week like it's supposed to, because this is A, disgusting, B, unsanitary, and C, against the fucking law, we're gone. 
do you have to if you're working on a place for 10 days have a, a porta potty we do yeah what are you talking about you're supposed to have a porta potty on the very first day of construction i'm just yeah, saying that'd it's be 10 days new. that's the rule and it's supposed to be cleaned every seven days by law by yeah. law check that out and just if there's more say. than 10 guys or seven so i've seen guys them go on second site, one yeah, you either had to have a second one or have it cleaned it twice. Twice a week. A week. I mean, I'm, I'm shitters are serious. That's why I have no respect for any GC, site super, or anybody that doesn't even have a shitter on site, and they consider that the guy should be using a bucket. I've got a major problem with that. What if it's uh, oh, ninety nine little Perry, hello, oh, no. private. <laughs> 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 what if it's private and you're not hiring in each trades and you're doing all the work yourself? What do you mean it's private? I don't understand no, that. I'm just asking. Like, if what do you mean private? What if you're that building mean? your own place and you're not bringing any trades on. So it's you by yourself. So your name is Noah and you just got a bunch of animals and you're going to build something. Sure. No toilet. Wow. Well, <laughs> he just woke right up. Somewhere. Where are you going to go? Oh, Adrian. Adrian, thank you so much, man. We've got the final segment here. You've heard, you know about the 12 questions. Yeah. There we go. Eh? Do you like the 12 questions? Yeah. <laughs> you ready for them? Yep. What is your favorite construction word? Concrete. Concrete. What is your least favorite con- construction word? Fail. Failed concrete. <laughs> Failed <laughs> inspection. Failed inspection. Uh, yeah. What turns you on in construction? Everything. <laughs> everything? Everything. You get everything going at once. It's like a fucking symphony. The shitter? Uh, no, that turns me <laughs> off. <laughs> what turns you off in construction? The shitter. The shit. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite curse word? Fuck. <laughs> What's With your passion. favorite vehicle? Anything in the world? A 2000 Ford F350 Dually. Wow. You want a dually. Six speed. That nice behind. I got a a 2008 450. Yeah, with the shitty engine. Yeah, I fixed it though. I changed the turbos and the What is your least favorite vehicle? (laughs) No, that was the problem. Smart car. What? Oh, you hate sparkers. Fucking smart car. Oh, smart car. (laughs) You could probably put them inside one of those ICF blocks and just pour the concrete over them. I probably could. What construction sound or noise do you love? Quick cut. Wow. What construction sound or noise do you hate? Silence. Wow. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? I'd like to be a NASCAR driver. I thought you were going to say NASA and you wanted to fly the shuttle. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. Unless I got a lot of PL. Well, you got to listen to the latest episode. He added to that NASA. Oh, did he? Yes, he did. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and I couldn't stop laughing. What profession would you not like to do? A teacher. But you are a but teacher. But you are a teacher. Yeah, I know, but in a classroom. Oh, like, okay. Think you got all of these little semen demons running around. Semen demons? Fucking Semen demons. Wow, that's uh, I, I'll never be the same again. Hang on, I think we have an award here. Father of the year goes to no kids. 
Last question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Well, you made it. Don't relax. Concrete's here in five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This guy is truly a concrete set. <laughs> That's fantastic. Oh, man. It, this has been such an educational podcast, man. I learned so much about ICF. Thank uh, you very much, man. I got, I got one little question for you, though. What's, mm-hmm. that? What's your tools choice? Oh, we didn't even get what into that think? world. Hilti. No way. Like, fuck. Hilti. Fuck no. <laughs> He's a Bosch guy. Nope. Makita. Yep. Yeah. Makita. Makita. Yeah, right on. How do you find that working with the styrofoam and everything? It's I fine. love it. Yeah. I love it. I've been using Makita since I got into the industry. So beautiful. Yeah. As long as it's not DeWalt. No, I wouldn't use Black and Decker. Black and Decker. <laughs> That's what Black it was. Black and Decker. That's what it was. Yeah. I know it was. That's what it is. Yeah. That's what it is. You guys like hanging pictures. <laughs> no. No. I use real tools. <laughs> no. I'm I'm really happy that you use Makita. That's fantastic. What's the best thing that we can say to a potential client to sell them on ICF? Just think of that investment that you're going to spend the little minuscule amount that it is more and the savings that you're going to have in the next five years with your utility bills. Huge savings. Yep. When it was 30 to 40% higher you would save that in five years in your utility cost alone. So you're way ahead of the game now. Yeah. And it's only getting better. Yeah. Wow. I think, Carly, we're out of here. A boom, boom, a boom, 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 Adrian, thanks again so much for making the trek down here and coming on the show. Finally to meet you and talk construction. Anytime. Thanks for having me. Thanks, bro. Maybe next time we'll, we'll come up to you. We'll come up to you and say hello. Check out our job site. I'm hanging with you for a whole week. Dude, yeah. Dude. CRC Contracting Inc. Adrian.crccontracting at gmail.com. And the Instagram is c.r.c. Underscore. Underscore. Contracting. Contracting. Thanks so much, man. That was show number 10. Straight out of Oakville, <laughs> ICF. <laughs> 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 <laughs>